And with that, I welcome you to the Odd Podcast. I am your host, B. Let's see what's going on today. Week five, gentlemen. Uh, I am uh, flying Han Solo on today's program. We have a lot of material uh, to dive into, but first... It's time to drive through with our McDonald's watch. In ninth place sits TMC, 1 and 3, 573 points. In tenth place, The Pharmacy, 1 and 3, 568 points. In eleventh place, five 18-year-old boys, 0 and 4, with 467 points. And The Cellar Dweller, 0 and 4, with 445 points. Sammy C. And that was a very interesting wrinkle. I'm curious to uh, listen to it uh, on the playback, but thank you to my good friend Aaron Dorfman for the suggestion. I am always open to suggestions on this program. Elliot Shaw was giving me some uh, while we all gathered at Ross B's apartment, so I will certainly, Elliot, try to weave in at least the spirit of some of your suggestions on today's program, and if not today, then future programs, but uh, I hope that plays pretty well. I think the music was a nice little wrinkle, and we'll We'll listen on the playback, but I I like the idea that the McDonald's watch here in week five, because we are starting to get a little bit more clarity as the season uh, gets a little bit, you know, not so infancy, and it's not so infancy anymore. Uh, We are here, it's uh, a a pivotal week here in the More Taste League. Uh, Before we dive into week five, of course, we're going to start with week four, Um, and we'll start with my matchup. And uh, my I had a little quiver there because I am sick over what happened. The commissioner wins 149.3 to 132.88. And my team had LaVisca Chenault Jr. and Darnell Mooney on the bench. Visky has 17, Mooney 18.5. If I play either guy... I get the victory. Instead, I pick up and start Christian Kirk, who through the first three weeks did not have less than 65 yards receiving. So naturally, he has one catch for five yards. 1.5 points. It's pathetic. It was inexcusable, and it it makes me sick. Um, Look, it was a tough decision, and the way uh, LaVisca Chenault had been through the first few weeks, I couldn't do it. DJ Chark gets hurt really early in that thir- in that uh, Thursday night game, and um, then Visky has a-, a good game. Look, I watched a lot of it. His a nice chunk of his yards, basically half of them, came on one play. It was a fifty yard throw from Lawrence, kind of a busted play. He rolls out, he heave he heave hose it, and Visky comes down with it. Uh, other than that, it was a, still a modest performance. We'll see where I go with it, and maybe we'll talk a little bit more about it uh, during game picks. And Mooney, the Bears offense, it was a complete stay away heading into this week. You couldn't play a Bears, uh, a guy who wasn't Allen Robinson, really, or Montgomery. You just couldn't do it. They looked horrendous. And then, so, of course, naturally, Mooney, five catches, 125 yards. They give him a rush for 10 yards. And, and voila, there you have it. 
Look, my team, 132 points. It's a modest week, but it could have been a good week. It wasn't, so it doesn't matter. But Kirk, 1.5. I had Naeem Hines go for 1.1. It's just, you know, game flow worked against him. He muffed a, he had a fumble. Uh, that isn't going to earn you more touches usually in the NFL. So it, it didn't work out uh, for me. Um, and then... Let's flip over to the commissioner's team because he started 4-0. and uh, I, I Look, I'm still critical of his team. I still don't think at the end of the day this is an unbelievable roster, but it's winning. So as long as it's winning, he's going to obviously be in contention. He, he was missing a couple of key players this week. Uh, I, I don't think this is a complete team, a team that is ultimately going to contend for a championship. I don't think it's that kind of roster. Maybe it could get there. Jalen Hurts is a frustrating player for me uh, to deal with because uh, when, when I evaluate and I look at uh, the commissioner's team, because I can't doubt or or, or uh, speak against his fantasy production anymore. He's pretty good uh, fantasy wise. He runs a lot. He throws. Uh, uh, for what seems to be a nice chunk of yards uh, per game. At least it feels that way. And if he's not throwing for many, then he's running. So his total yards is very, very nice. But I watch him, and I look, I liked him at Alabama. It was a, kind of a sad situation how he got sort of uh, ran out of there. Um, but he's just not a good starting quarterback in the NFL. I'm sorry. He's just not. It's unfortunate, but he isn't. Uh, you will not win a Super Bowl with him. You won't go very far with him. He's just not great, in my opinion. Look, maybe he could get there. He's still such an extraordinarily young player. I don't think they have a ton of help around him. but uh, And I think you saw that through their first-round pick, Devonta Smith. Uh, they have a lot of work to do still, I think. Uh, offensively, but look, he puts up 30 points. Dak puts up 31. Uh, Spencer's receivers didn't show up really at all. Thielen with a modest seven and a half, and Curtis Samuel in in, in his return game goes uh, four for 19. And, and then Devonta Smith, of course, had a great game against the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs really, really, really are struggling uh, defensively, and that probably bodes pretty well for all of uh, their offensive players because they're going to have to score a lot of points. And Spencer has one of those offensive guys, Clyde Edwards-Elaire, who had really what could be, and I look, I, I don't know this for an absolute fact. Uh, I'm sure, it, though, it is one of his, if not his best, performance at, uh, in the NFL. Um I, I don't think it's probably his best statistical performance. He had 102 rushing yards and a receiving touchdown. But this was a game where you go, okay, this guy is really, really, really the guy in Kansas City. Um, and his other running back, Melvin Gordon, with 8.7 points. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon, I've always been critical of him as a back. But, you know, he's, he's trucking along. And then you have Kelsey, who had a down week. So Spencer, even with a lot of his key guys having down weeks, still found a way to put up right around 150 points. That's really good. He's still missing a couple of potentially key players. Of course, we know T. Higgins is going to be involved uh, when he gets healthy. Josh Jacobs, 
was up, was left on his bench. But then the other injured guys here are Mikey Gallup still and Jarvis Landry. It'll be interesting to see how he manages some of those the the back end of his receiving uh, corps uh, once those guys are eligible to return. But Spencer gets the victory and moves to four and zero. And our next matchup was. Jordy Ray versus Team Tua. I held it a little bit longer there today on the Ray. Jordy Ray gets the victory 134.82 to 111.64. That was the first real uh, stinker from Team Tua this year. They're 2-2. They're two two. Ray moves to 3-1. and one. Um, Look, another low-scoring matchup, and Jordy Ray finds a way to squeak it out. Ray's team again thoroughly underperforming. It's concerning because eventually you'd have to figure he's going to run into teams that are going to score over 140 points. Um, Kamara had a really good game. 120 rushing yards and no catches. It's very interesting to watch that, isn't it? Last year with Breeze and the fettuccine arm, as I called them, because it was a little bit of a noodle, uh, it wouldn't go very far, the ball. Uh, he'd throw to Kamara a lot. Now, with Winston, a bigger arm, uh, willing to push the ball down the field, uh, Kamara had no catches. That shouldn't be happening regardless of who's behind center because you need to get him the ball and in space. And lining him up and running him right into a bunch of 300-pound dudes is not always the best and most effective way of doing that. So uh, I would have liked to see... Uh, Shawnee P get Kamara the ball uh, via the passing game, but it is what it is. Scary Terry McLaurin, Ralph McLaurin, as I uh, call him, a nice uh, fashionable man, goes for 30 points, over 30 points. Uh, Another really good performance from him. He's been a little up and down this season. And then you have steady DK Metcalf with 16.5 for Jordy R. Look, so some of his key guys were, I think, a little down. Metcalf did his thing. McLaurin was above par, of course, or or below par. I guess it depends uh, how you're looking at that. Um, And then Aaron Rodgers had 26, which is a great number, as Ross B. would know, the root of all evil. Um, And then then we'll finish it up. We might as well. Sutton has about eight. Damian Harris had four and a half. Waller did his thing with 15. And then Blankenship and the defense combined for 13. A pretty decent day. Look, 135 points. You put yourself in at least a... a you have a hope and a prayer of winning. Uh, Team Tua didn't really do that. They had 111 points. Uh, Carson got hurt. Logan Thomas got hurt. Zeke actually had a very, very good game. Uh, over 20 points and 143 rushing yards. Uh, that was uh, an about time for Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I think Dallas is really, really using all of their pieces correctly. And maybe we'll get to that in a little bit. But I think actually the fact that they have Tony Pollard and he is absorbing a little bit more, <clears throat> he's taking a little bit of the burden off Zeke, both both mentally and physically. Look, it's tough. You know, you're a first-round pick. You're expected to they're paying you all this money. You're expected to be a contender for the, the league rushing title. 
he might not be quite that anymore, but that was a very, very encouraging performance for him moving forward. And then uh, let, let's let's go through some of the team two is team uh, Stafford twenty one points against Arizona. Frankly, I was disappointed uh, with the Rams a, as a whole, and they're set to play here very momentarily because they're playing Arizona, and I thought they were going to have a better day at least offensively. Uh, Arizona, of course, is phenomenal. Uh, on offense, but I, I thought LA would be able to definitely keep up with them. It was a 37-20 game, and Stafford just, it, it just wasn't a great game uh, uh, for the Rams offense overall, although Stafford put up a solid, you know, 21 points is pretty good, 280 pass yards, two touchdowns, uh, added in 21 rushing yards, that's pretty good. Um, and then Derek Carr, who I've been critical of in, in, in years past, and I'll continue to do so today. Look, that is the exact type of game where if he was really a, a for real type of quarterback, like a guy who could go out there and be a franchise, win you a Super Bowl, win you some playoff games by himself type of guy, he wins that game against Los Angeles. He didn't. Two passing touchdowns and 196 yards. It was a disappointing performance uh, for Derek Carr and the Raiders overall. And then, to look, Team 2, they struggled. Mike Williams didn't really do anything um, after I heap praise on him. Mike Evans, Jason, thank you, Ross B., 7 for 75, a modest game. And then Amari Cooper, again, that Dallas uh, offense doing his thing, uh, adding in almost 16 points. And then... Uh, the injuries are piling up, obviously, for Tua, as I previously stated. Carson and Logan Thomas. Uh, Carson, we know, is out tonight. Logan Thomas uh, to the IR. So it will be uh, requiring Team Tua to find some replacements. We know uh, Aaron D in, in at least a chat, not the more taste league one, was raving uh, about Alex Collins uh, offering to... Uh, uh, bank on the fact that he will out-project his, uh, well, his projection, outperform his projection tonight. So it, it is a, a kind of a lull week for Team Tua. I, I expect them to be back. Uh, I am starting to try and hoist myself up onto the Team Tua bandwagon. I'm holding on to the side, but I'm not on it just yet. But I'm getting there. I'm getting there, Tua. Stick with it. The next matchup, DBTR against the Pharmacy, a very competitive matchup on the scoreboard. It's one of those ones, again, where you're watching it, and you go, oh, I don't really want to watch this. This is like, you know, it's a close game, but it's tough to look at. And the score indicates that 128.54 to 127.06 in favor of DBTR. DBTR and every team in this league is not going to apologize for victory. But it was a rough day overall for both sides. Uh, DBTR, you got the typical Kirk Cousins game. Uh, 203 yards, a touchdown and a pick, 11 points. Tannehill did his thing, even in a losing effort against the Jets, uh, putting up right around 20. And, and it was really the receiving core for DBTR's team that let him down because this is a receiving core on any given week. Okay, all these these guys can combine for... I would say at 75 points. Uh, you know, these guys are capable of that. Between Adams, Lockett, and C.D. Lamb, 
I'm looking at this right now, and this is not an exact number, but they're right around 21 points combined. So an average of seven for those guys, that's going to, you know, if I just told you that, you'd be like, oh, they're in a, DBTR's in a world of hurt. And, and for the most part, that was true. Look, 128 points, you probably most weeks don't win. Uh, and then uh, his running backs, Najee Harris, who I loved as a rookie, and he's coming on real strong, had over 20 points. Miles Sanders, struggling. Uh, I don't know if by the season end, if he's still going to be, quote-unquote, the RB1 in Philadelphia, but uh, for, for now, he's getting run. He had under eight points. And Gasicki then tr- contributes 17. Really, really a nice performance for Mike Gasicki, who's now strung together two consecutive really good performances after a rather slow start. So it, it's something to monitor here as the tight end position as a whole is pretty weak. So Gasicki certainly has a shot to shoot up the tight end rankings here, giving a DBTR another really good positional advantage week in and week out. And then I'm looking at Jason Sanders, a very modest five, and the Buffalo defense showed up against Houston. Uh, Houston, we have a lot of problems, uh, I would say, because they are looking miserable right now. But Buffalo gets 25, and then on the flip side, the pharmacy, it really hasn't come together for this team quite yet. They're one and three. Look, they were a team at the start of the season that I thought had one of the better rosters. It hasn't happened yet for a handful of reasons. Now, one of the surprises to me is the lack of production from them is coming from positions I would not expect. Quarterback was one of the positions before the season I would have looked at that team and I go, I don't know, we'll see. Burrow had struggled in the preseason and Darnold, we know. But they have been dynamite, really, for, for the pharmacy, I would say, overall, or at least not the reason. Uh, for the struggles. Look, I'm looking at Sam Darnold's game log here. 20 points, 21 points, 25 points, 33 points this past week in week four. That's really good. Burrow, 20 points. Okay, you get a dud in there of 12 and then back to 20 and 24. These are This is not the problem for the pharmacy. The problem is in their receiving core a little bit here. And of course, McCaffrey hurt doesn't help. But Allen Robinson has really struggled. And I, I empathize with uh, the pharmacy. I have Mr. Robinson in another league. I don't really think it's to any real fault of his. Um, We know the situation in Chicago. Uh, Maybe as Fields, we know now, is the starter moving forward. Things will begin to trend upward for Allen Robinson. I just think he's too skilled and too good to be this not good in fantasy. Look, I'm looking at his game log. He's only had one double-digit performance through four weeks. That is very, very unlike him. I don't expect that trend to continue. And then I'm looking down, and he had nine nine points last week. Darnold and Burrow putting up big weeks, obviously. So they were okay through there, and then it just continues to get a little ugly. Godwin, eight and a half points. Tampa Bay offense has a lot of weapons. Could be tough to predict weekly who's going to have big games. Uh, but, you know, Godwin's got to be run out there. He's obviously a very, very capable. And then Chark obvi- getting hurt. Uh, Chark has a couple of catches, and you know, the pharmacy finds a way to win. Uh, there's nothing you can do about that. There, you can't really say anything. It's unfortunate. You hate to see anybody get hurt, and especially uh, Chark, who gets hurt so early on and becomes basically a, a forfeited positional uh uh, player in their lineup. I mean, he, he didn't really play any part of that Thursday night football game. 
And then just let's finish it up. Derrick Henry at 26 points. You'd expect a performance like that against the football Jets. Uh, Chubba Hubbard, a decent showing. Look, I would have liked to see a little bit more out of him, frankly. But uh, nine points, and the Dallas defense has been better this year. But uh, game flow, I think, really hurt them. Dallas was doing their thing in the second half, especially, and they kind of had to throw... Higby, Butker, and Denver, very, very pedestrian all, all across the board, uh, combined for about 16 points. So this was a, a, a kind of a, a tough week to digest and to uh, evaluate, um, and, and we'll see how the pharmacy uh, responds. May, maybe we'll talk about it in game picks because McCaffrey could be on the way and uh, back this week, and DBTR very, very shadily with it, with Dalton Schultz also on the bench as Gesicki begins to emerge. Those are two very, very good tight ends. Dalton Schultz is probably a top five to six tight end in fantasy right now. Certainly a top half of the league tight end. And uh, it, it could be an interesting trade chip if DBTR believes in Gesicki as we enter into the bye week portions of uh, fantasy. Our next matchup. Kyle Orton against Mahomes schooled uh, Mahomes schooled 166 to 122 victory, uh, and additionally, Ross B gets to enjoy. Well, I don't know if that's the right word. Well, he enjoyed at least the act of Sam C cooking him dinner. I don't know if he enjoyed the meal itself. Uh, we'd have to get feedback on Ross B, but I would say. Uh, Sam C's roster is more scrambled than those eggs probably were because this is a tough roster to look at, gentlemen. Baker Mayfield, we now know, has a torn labrum. Uh, frankly, I don't know how much a torn labrum in your non-throwing shoulder should be an excuse, frankly. And as somebody who's done it twice because I've had every injury in the book, I- I'm just not really sure like why that... Uh, should why that would be affecting his throwing arm, um, at least that significantly. I just think he's not playing great, frankly. Uh, uh, we'll go through Sammy C's team because I've already started. Uh, but Roethlisberger, all ten point two points. He's he's on his last legs here, fellas. He's got to go. They're going to draft a replacement if they don't have it on the roster in like a Dwayne Haskins type guy. The Mayfield to Beckham combo has been thoroughly disappointing. Beckham also came out and said that he has a torn labrum for for uh, about ten years now. So I, you know, you factor that in a teammate saying that it's a little weird. But uh, yeah, I'm not on his non-throwing arm. I just don't understand. Like maybe it is affecting him, but how much could it possibly be impeding his ability to complete passes? I I just don't know. Uh, maybe somebody can enlighten me on that. And then Jakey Myers. Uh, Jacoby Myers at 16.8, Jakey Myers as I like to call him, Brandon Ayuk with an Ayuk performance, 2.5 points, Austin Eckler, 29.5, Johnny Taylor, 20 points. These are the backs that Sammy C drafted. This is what he had in mind, combining for basically 50 points. That's a dynamite performance out of his backs. And then Noah Font, a really good 16.5 points. And then Greg DeLeg, Zerloin had six, and the Washington defense had six. So I'm looking at Sammy C's team. It really gets disgusting with the two quarterbacks and then two out of his three receivers. But I want to touch on Jake Myers for a minute, and I'd have to go back and find the tweet. I don't have it readily accessible. 
But I sent it to Sammy C. The last time Jacoby Myers scored a touchdown was in like 2018 while he was in college. That's pretty remarkable to me because it's not like this guy's just been on the bench. He's been, you know, a pretty good player now for the better part of a year. Uh, you'd expect him on a team that really hasn't won a ton uh, over the last year to be throwing, and you'd ex- I've expected him, you know, to get in the end zone. But it hasn't happened yet. Uh, it's an interesting little nugget. I, I'm sharing that because I found it like kind of almost hard to believe because I think Myers is pretty good. Right now, he's Sammy C's uh, number one receiver uh, because Bob Anderson was benched. Rondale Moore is is too risky, uh, volatile to play, although he's going to be really good. And then Ayuk and Beckham have really, really struggled. So it's been a struggle fest for Sammy C. We all know where he stands. And then on the flip side, it's been uh, easy going for Ross B. Um, there's, look, I'm going to not spend a ton of time on this team. I've, I've spent a lot on it in the past. It's a really, really great team. Uh, it would be, it's in my opinion, the best team in the league. It's not all that close as of the moment. I'm not saying there's not a team that can close the gap. We'll see how the trade impacts TMC because I think TMC has a really good roster. So, you know, if it can start equating to some wins, TMC is going to rise up here and they're going to start to look very, very dangerous if they get back to 500, um, you know, in, in the next two weeks. If they're sitting there at 3-3 three and three and you go look at that roster, you'd be like, oh yeah, I don't want to play that team. But we'll see. Uh, look, for me, it's Ross B and then there's everybody else right now, but... Here comes everybody else, right? And we'll dive into this a little bit because Ross B loses Davey Montgomery. We'll get into a little bit more of his week five situation uh, in just a few minutes. But let's run through it real quick. Mahomes, 37. uh, Lamar, 20. Ridley, 15. Jamar Chase, 13.7. Corey Davis, 21. Nick Chubb, 11.5. Montgomery, even though hurt, 22.6. Hawkinson had a modest eight. Bass had 16, and the Cincinnati D only gives him a point. But, I mean, this is a, a pretty par-for-the-course type of game for Ross B. I think this is about where he is weekly, um, and, and I don't think anything wild happened here where I go, oh, he shouldn't have hit this number, or wow, this number is egregiously low. Look, I think his team, has a, as he's pointed out, has a very high floor. Um, I... Where we, where Ross and I would disagree is I think his ceiling is higher than he gives his team credit for. I don't know if he's, uh, you know, um, trying to just uh, maybe motivate his troops, if you will, or or not say anything that might come back to bite him. But I truly think that I really do. Um, and, and his bench is, I don't think it's the greatest bench in the history of the the league. It's certainly not. Uh, I don't think it's an awful bench. I think he has some good. Uh, replacement players, as we'll see this week, because he's kept uh, Damian Williams on his roster. He's got um, the uh, Ravens' backup quarterback, Huntley. So he, he's done enough on the bench. He's not going to win the league off of his bench, but his starters are certainly, certainly, certainly good enough to win the league. So an overall good week uh, for Ross B. And our second-to-last matchup has the... Uh, Previously mentioned, quite often actually on this program, TMC against Return of the Mac. TMC wins this 171 to 138. Um, Fee Adler is an admirable man. Uh, he was getting 
absolutely tattooed heading into the Chargers game and was texting uh, Kai and I as if he still had a chance. Now, look, you never want to uh, say it's, you know, you have no chance in fantasy, but you know really when you're facing an uphill battle and when you aren't. Fee was down a nice chunk of points, and he was talking about last week and how his guys did this and maybe they can do that. And yeah, I get it, but usually, usually, Fee, here's my opinion. If a, if a team... That's not like the Chiefs who have a who have a legendary offense, like historically, historically great. Uh, usually, you're not going to see dynamite, absolute dynamite performances multiple weeks in a row, absent a very, very positive matchup. And and, and Las Vegas, uh, I I think their defense is good enough. They certainly have some pieces that can make some plays and be disruptive. And uh, look, it was an uphill battle, fee. I. I you know, thought you were in trouble. I liked your spirit, though, and I'm commending you for it. But ultimately, this week was more about TMC and less about you. I'm going to talk about your team fee first because, um, look, it was it did its job. You put up right around 140 points. You could have won. Uh, you know, you're you, that's good enough to compete against most teams most weeks. Herbert gets 24. Heineke gets 31. That's pretty good, Fee. Uh, real good from your QB, too. And then Keenan Allen, Jefferson, and Pittman. Keenan Allen has 10 points. Jefferson did his thing with 20. And Pittman Jr. has 12. That's solid. Look, you'd like more out of Keenan, but we just kind of talked about that. 7 for 36. Obviously, Vegas uh, made him a priority, as they should. Um, and... Uh, then your running backs feed Joey Mixon and Dalvin Cook really, really underwhelmed, combining for uh, around 20 points, 13.7 for Mixon, 6.4 for Cook. Pitts hasn't had a breakout game yet, Fee. Fee, I'm imploring you to stick with it. Maybe we'll get there in week five in, in the game picks, but don't give up on him just yet. Carlson had two, and the Tampa Bay defense had nine. That's, a, you know, overall an okay performance from Fee Adler. Certainly below his projection, but I think Yahoo projections oftentimes are very, very generous. And heading over to TMC's team, look, look, this is what we talked about. This team can be very, very scary. They're not scary in the record column yet, but on paper, they are very dangerous. Uh, this past week, Matt Ryan had 33, Russell Wilson, 25. Ty Hill goes explodes for 47, 186 receiving yards, three tutters, and 11 catches. New Hopkins, a modest 11 points. Big Marv Jones Jr., three for 24. Swift gets you 8.9. Jimmy Robinson, he's a bowling ball. He's a beast. I don't understand, and we talked about it with TMC on this program, why he wasn't getting more run early on. Uh, he had 78 rushing yards, two touchdowns, 20.6 20 points. And then Dawson Knox is another one of these Gesicki, Schultz type of guys where you don't probably think of him as an elite tight end, but in a sort of uh, really, really weak overall tight end fantasy year, Dawson Knox is firmly in the conversation as a top five tight end. Uh, 8 points, 9, 9.7, 14.9, and 20.7 points through the first four weeks in an offense. That's obviously going to be able to throw the ball, so he will have a lot of chances. 
They got this guy, Joseph, on Minnesota who kicks one extra point, and the Rams' defense gets you minus one, but it doesn't matter because, look, at that point, I mean, those guys, that's a break-even, so they already had their, their point total heading into that. So this was a really encouraging performance for TMC. Uh, they get a big win, and they're on the right track here, trending upward, especially after acquiring Josh Allen. And in our final matchup, uh, a... Victory goes to Newton's third law. Dan Jason moves to 3-1. and one. I don't know how. And the Palomalus have 125.4. Uh, Dan Jason has, uh, and we, Ross B. and I, I think we're light, loosely talking about this, and perhaps it was uh, just in the heat of the moment. You don't, It's tough to run down all the um, players and teams in your head, but Kyler Murray seems to be at the forefront now of any MVP discussion. Stafford's still in the conversation, but they had played head-to-head, and Murray uh, won. I think Murray is certainly the front-runner as of the moment. He goes for 24.6. Mac Jones, the Big Mac, as I call him, because now we got the McDonald's thing going on. And I'll wrinkle in Elliot here, because Elliot suggested I talk about this punishment. Look, I'm just going to say one thing on it, and maybe I'll save it for a later date, but... We're too prestigious of a league, and we hold ourselves to a high standard to have one of the most generic fantasy football punishments, you know, in in fantasy in there that there is. I voted affirmatively for the punishment. I, I don't, uh, you know, so I, I am critical of it, but I don't dislike having a punishment. It's not for me, who's potentially going to have to do it, uh, to sort of try to wiggle my way out of it. It's not really what it's about. It's a matter of we should really change this thing to something better, fellas. Ross B., I know, agrees with me. Uh, I laid out some good points. It's If you Googled the most generic fantasy punishments, this is going to be on there. It's going to be on there with, like, getting a tattoo of the winner's choice, and, and we're certainly not going to do that in this league. And... Uh, and then holding up a sign in public or something like that. Those are the most generic things. We can do a lot better than that. I posted something that I thought would be pretty funny. But we'll, we can talk about that a little bit later. But anyway, Big Mac because of that. And uh, he goes for about 19. That was an encouraging performance for him, Dan Jason. you got to stick with him. He's a rookie. I think he has the makings of a guy who will be able to contribute at least enough for you at the QB2 position. Com- combined with Kyler for very, very solid production out of your quarterbacks. Um, and then his receivers, DJ Moore, uh, a very, very good performance, 31 points, 31.9. We call that more like 32. Um, very, very solid. He's off to a rock and start. This other guy that Dan Jason started because Julio was out, so he puts in the uh, other Tennessee guy, Nick Westbrook. Ikinny, uh, I think is how you pronounce it, um, and uh, we'll have to do some editing later if that's wrong. But he he put up a modest five point nine points. Look, that was a shot in the dark, Dan. Uh, I don't think I think you could have done a little bit better than that. But um, you know, uh, well, you know, your, your guess was as good as anybody's. Uh, you are a guru after all. But what was not a guru-type move was playing Will Fuller because he got hurt again. He uh, has a broken finger. He's uh, out right now, currently on IR. It's it's sad for a very, very talented receiver who can't seem to stay healthy. Dan Jason got 10.9 points from Aaron Jones. 
Daryl Henderson is, has been Dan's one of his more steady players. He's been outstanding when he's played. 16.6 points this past week. Kittle gets you eight. He's underwhelmed. Um, Koo has six, and the Dallas defense is eight. So, Dan Jason, that's a very modest uh, uh, point total, 132, but it's enough to get the victory against an Ian team that drops to 2-2. Two and two. Uh, I'm really looking at Ian's team. The real, real problem for this team, at least in this week, was that nobody was explosive, uh, except for Saquon. I mean, Brady, you thought, was going to scorch the New England Patriots, and by you, I mean the public. I actually didn't, uh, although I thought it was possible. Uh, I didn't say this on the program, but I really had thought it. Um, and uh, my, my thinking was this. I thought Brady was going to play better than he did, absolutely. My thinking was this. While he wanted to win, uh, I, I didn't think he wanted to embarrass the fans of, of New England uh, as much as he might have wanted to get Belichick and whatever it is. I don't think he was ever going to go for five or six touchdowns in that in that game because I think he just has too much respect. So I would have expected, even if he was uh, frying them, for him to have had uh, handed it off on a few touchdowns if they were going to put up 40 points or whatever it is. Anyway, he goes for 11. Winston gets you 14. Cooper Cup, who's one of the best receivers in the NFL, regardless of fantasy, he's playing dynamite. Uh, gets you 11, though, so a little bit underperformance there. Again, against Arizona, it was just sort of a, a tough week for Los Angeles. Steph Diggs, 18.5. That's a typical Steph Diggs week. AB does his thing, 13.3. Barkley was the big one, and Barkley had a huge receiving touchdown, and um, I was watching it, and it, it, you know that looked like Saquon Barkley, at least the one that I had seen in college and maybe through the first year of the NFL. They ought to use him a little bit more in the passing game. And look, here's what I saw, right? Barkley, his straight line speed to me looked incredible. And maybe it's when you get him going side to side and he has to put his foot in the ground and make a cut that he's not uh, the type of guy that I remember him being. And maybe uh, maybe I'm, my compass is off on this one, but that's how I see it. I just don't see that explosiveness when he runs the ball. But when, I, when he caught the ball in the open field, I mean, he was fast and he looked good. And it was straight line. So I, I don't know where I stand on that. Uh, I still need to see more. But that was an encouraging performance. Kareem Hunt, 16.6. Uh, he starts this Panthers tight end who you would have expected to have three touchdowns uh, in Ian's lineup. But a surprising donut for Tremble. Uh and, uh, you know, a really good team name would be if you had Tyler Bass and then Tremble, and you can be all about that Bass, no, right, Bass, no Tremble. That would be a pretty good... Uh, was that Megan Trainer? I think? I don't know who it is. All right, somebody somebody help me out here. Mason Crosby gets nine, and the Saints defense gets two. All right, all right, that's, that's okay. It was 125 for Ian. Uh, not the best week, not a week he's going to be happy with, but he is going to be on this program at some point this season. I'm very, very excited for it. Uh, we were corresponding a little bit earlier uh, this week, so he will be on. I'm very excited to get his input uh, on all things more Taste League football. That recaps uh, week four. Coming up on the 40-minute mark here, gentlemen, and Aaron D., this is your program today, baby. I'm going back to the NFL Classics. Week five. Here we go. We're going to start with my matchup. Now, 
as Yahoo loads, because it's going to take forever, uh, one of the reasons I'm extraordinarily excited about this week is because of my opponent. I'm playing uh, Ross B, and one of the things uh, that Ross B is very, very invested in is the psychological battle here. Ross B likes to get in your head, make you make mistakes, and, and really, really attack you that way. Uh, I'm not really falling for it. I don't think Kai's going to fall for it. And uh, frankly, I, I think as of right now, we may have the psychological edge over Ross B heading into this week. There is no Ridley, and... Uh, Yahoo currently has a projection of 153.32 to 149.73 in favor of five 18-year-old boys? Very, very odd, but I am projected to take down Ross B. Uh, I'm projected way too many points, and unfortunately, gentlemen, Yahoo is not really loading and cooperating with me. So I'm going to have to try and freestyle this, but I think I can do it because, look, Ridley is out, Montgomery is out, Hawkinson is banged up, although I think he's going to play, and I think, look, Rossby knows this. He's up against it here. These are, this is, you know, even if you're playing my crappy team, this is a tough uh, hill to climb here because you have a lot of your key guys out, and sure, look, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, these guys are capable any given week of just exploding and going off. But if they struggle, if they struggle, you're going to hear that door kind of creep open. And uh, I think I can walk through it. So, look, I'm going to be respectful to the league. And I'm not going to pick an 0-4 team to beat a 4-0 team. Although, I will caveat that by saying I'm not really picking with my head there. And I'm really picking out of respect uh, for the 100 uh, for the 4-0 start because I'm taking Ross B to win this week. Although I think it's going to be extraordinarily close. My next matchup, as those uh, ads come back again, and to Aaron and D, uh, D and Fee, I really do appreciate the uh, input that you've given me on how to circumvent that. The problem with this is this is not a long video, so these are. Uh, incremental two minute and 30 second songs so I'm gonna have to work on that yet again uh, but the uh, the pharmacy here against uh, the commissioner is a projection 160.96 for the commissioner to the pharmacies uh, 141.9 look I'm gonna have to take the the commissioner the commissioner the way the Cowboys are going the way Clyde Edwards Lair is going uh, the commissioner is, is making me a believer, really, because he's just continuing to win. So I'm going to have to take his team. Look, the pharmacy may get Christian McCaffrey back. If they do that, maybe things change. But if the pharmacy doesn't return McCaffrey, there's just no way I can pick, again, the 10th place team against the 2nd place team. It's too much of a disparity. Give me the commissioner. Our next matchup, I'm looking at it real-time. Uh, the Palomalus already have 3.3 points uh, into the uh, as we uh, enter the Thursday night game. Rams-Hawks playing against Ray. Current projection, though, still favors Ray. 154.63 to 153.52. Um, 
this is a really tough projection for me and, and prediction because I'll tell you this. Um, I don't think Ray is going to get away with it this week. His team's going to have to show up. So I'm going to caveat this prediction by saying if Ray gets over 140, he will win. With that being said, I'm going to take Ian this week. I think Ian's team gets over that 140. I don't know if Ray's team gets there. Uh, you know, but at, at this, you know, on the flip side, let me just play devil's advocate with myself. Uh, Ray's team is kind of due for a good performance. So I'm going to take Ian, but I wouldn't be shocked to see Ray's team finally have a breakthrough week. Next matchup. DBTR already with 4.9 points. Projection of 159 to return of the MAC. 157.53. That is a very, very close matchup. This is a big matchup. It's two two and two teams. Okay, DBTR's in sixth. The return of the Mac is in eighth. This is a pivotal matchup. This would be this would be my quote unquote prime time uh, game of the week because it's close in standing, um, and I think uh, it has the makings of a very, very good matchup. I'm going to take DBTR's team because. His three dynamite receivers all struggled last week. And for me, that just means that they are going to explode this week. So give me DVTR in a very close matchup. Our next matchup, Team Tua against Kyle Orton. Team Tua currently has 1.86 points as we speak. Kyle Orton projected to win. Look at that. The 11th and 12th place teams projected to win. Kyle Orton projected 141.13 141.13 against Team Tua's 135.32. Uh, Team Tua, though, to my knowledge, has not yet put in a, a replacement tight end. Uh, so that matchup, sh- that projection can change uh, certainly a little bit. Oh, no, no, they, I'm sorry. They do have Jared Cook in there. Right now I'm looking at it. So, um... Look, look, I I don't think that changes the analysis a whole heck of a lot. I'm going to pick Team Tua anyway. The projection was close enough. uh, And they just jumped up to uh, 3.16 here as Alex Collins continues to work for them with no Chris Carson. Um, That is a a big-time matchup for Sammy C if he can find a way to win. I'm not predicting it to happen. I think Sammy C's team has really two components to it, Austin Eckler and Taylor and nothing else outside of that. Our final matchup. TMC against Newton's Third Law. Newton's Third Law actually currently sitting in third place. A little ironic over there. TMC currently has 1.16 points. It is a very, very close projection. 156.85 to TMC to 156.43 for Newton's Third Law. And look, Newton's Third Law has spent a large majority of its time in the Mortace League chat over the last five years ridiculing TMC offering up proposals to veto trades, and uh, I think this is not quite a rivalry, but I do think there is some sort of uh, competitive feature between these two teams. I would liken it to something like, um, I'm trying to think, maybe if like the Giants, you could call the Giants and the Jets a rivalry, sure, but like... The Giants really are focused on the teams in their division and the, and the Jets theirs. But when they meet, you know, you can feel there's a little something there. That's how I kind of see it with these two teams due to uh, previous correspondence. Um, I'm taking... I'm taking TMC. Look, I think they have one of the most complete rosters in, in the uh, in the league. They, uh, of course, uh, trade for Josh Allen and 
he gets to star Sunday night against Patrick Mahomes. Um, that was a, a tough game prediction. The projections this week are very, very close. Uh, all in all, boys, uh, a, a fun first four weeks. Uh, there's a long way to go. I hope that trade really, really helps my team. And uh, I, like I said, uh, I don't think my team's a seller-dweller type of roster. If you look at it, if it's fully healthy, at some point I'm going to get Jerry Judy back. And, you know, you throw in a, a, a receiving core of New Copkins, a healthy A.J. Brown, and Jerry Judy. That's really, really good. Uh, and then the rest of my team, I think, is good enough. But, you know, just because you don't have a last-place roster doesn't mean you're going to finish in last place. So uh, it, it means nothing right now. I need to focus on winning, as does Sammy C. Um, but, look, I had a lot of fun uh, doing this Han Solo. I really like the new wrinkle that Aaron D. suggested. I'm going to try to keep that going. And uh, next week, I'd like to have a guest on. I know during this program, actually, Fee Adler messaged me. Uh, he had to be at work. Uh, finishing up some stuff, but uh, Fee, maybe I'll have you on in the in the coming weeks. Next week might be Team Tua. Uh, we got to keep a lookout uh, for that, and we'll discuss certainly name changes and everything uh, else regarding more Chase League football. So with that, this has been the uh, podcast. I am your host, B. I'll see you next time.